Hello and welcome to the Doe Show, everyone. We're here back with a fantastic episode, and we are back on the Couch Gag Guest Animators. I am your host, Johnny P, and with me, as always, is not the post this week, but the log. Log, 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 log. Why am I? Wait, wait, wait why am I a log? Uh, because of what we're talking about. What are posts made out of? Wood. Where does wood come from? A fucking log, buddy. I'm not going to call you Powder Toast Man. Get in the game. Well, I'll agree with the name, but as long as you agree that a log does not come, or a post does not come from a log, a log comes from a wood. You lost me there. What are posts made out of? Wood, not logs. Where does wood come from? Trees. What do trees have? Stumps. If you say trunks, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Stumps. <laughs> Don't! When it comes to weird and wacky cartoons, we wouldn't have many things. We wouldn't have the weird, gross close-ups of SpongeBob. We wouldn't have the adult innuendos of uh, a show like The Misadventures of Flapjack or Chowder or, I mean, you name it. Cow and Chicken. Cow and Chicken. Uh, Even uh, Mike Judge was influenced by this. with the show that we're talking about today and you, you may remember it as one of the original three Nick tunes, Nickelodeon started doing original cartoons and they started with three of them. So you might remember it from that. You may remember it as a show you've seen on MTV or VH1 or VH1 plus, depending on what cable package you had. Um, or you might remember it from the controversy that uh, the creator had. Or, or maybe just not remember it at all. You might not even know what the fuck we're talking about. But for now, you can remember it as the other show from uh, not one but two Couch Gag guest animation appearances. On um, what's the show that, that what what are we talk about? The Simpsons, of course. Ah, of course, yes. But the guest animator was John Krispelowski. That was actually, I mean, without all the extra consonants you added at the end, you were pretty close. Uh, Yes, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, uh, John Krispelowski. That's about as close as I've figured out how to say it. But from now on, we're just going to refer to him as John K. Uh, and don't Google John K because you're just going to get John Krasinski uh, and you're going to see a bunch of things from the office. And that's not what we're talking about at all, because uh, John K, he had an office at one point, but we'll get into it later. He does not right now. <laughs> so backing up to the first appearance of his couch gag. The episode was... Uh, Bart stops to smell the Roosevelt's. 
and uh, go ahead and give us a little thing about this one. All right. So a family's sitting on the couch, and Homer makes Marge get him a beer. Big words there. Makes. No, I'm, he was just... He was, was it makes or was it like, give me a beer? Give me a beer, woman. It was the very demanding. Yes. It was very demanding. We'll say that. Uh, and as she walks away, very flumpishly. <laughs> Big old Ren and Stimpy bubble butt going on. And then he is enjoying watching her get the beer in the process. Kind of. Kind of it is kind of creepy because it's not like he's looking at Marge walking away. He's looking directly at the camera in a weird way and saying, oh, I always love watching her get a beer. Sounds like the super drunk guy at the bar that like they should have kicked out a while ago, but they didn't because he always lives good, leaves good tips. <laughs> so during this creepy interaction... Uh, Bart places a poopy cushion under his father's backside. When Homer sits down, he makes a farting sound, causing him to get very angry and, as is tradition, as is tradition, strangles his son while he makes fun of him, resulting in Bart fainting and Homer's brain popping out. As the uh, brain falls out, it goes into his beer. And uh, the couch gag then finishes with Homer pouring the drink into a hole in his head. As uh, Mr. John K's signature is written on the it's screen. On the, I think it's on the back of the TV screen because it's like sh- looking at the family. Um, but yeah, the, the animation of when Homer goes to choke Bart and then he it looks like he has like a brain aneurysm because you see like all the like blood pressure go to his brain and it shows the inside of a, his brain. It's like a, a little link that like a little tube that goes up to like a peanut shaped thing and it goes up and it gets all red and it pops out the top of his head. Um, and, you know, I don't mean to be all like therapist about it, but I feel like this guy has some issues. I feel like John K has some issues with maybe, um, Maybe some Freudian things going on. Maybe he's like, he hates his dad because he loves his mom. I wanted to ask you, you never uh, went into detail about this. What was the three original Nicktoons? Obviously, we got Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, so uh, so Nickelodeon was a channel in the late 80s. They had a lot of shows like Salute Your Shorts, a lot of like um, IP, that like intellectual property that was already there that they just kind of made other things for. Um, But the three first original quote unquote Nicktoons, which is now like a phrase that a lot of people say, but it was Rugrats, um, Ren and Stimpy, and then Doug, which, yeah. I mean, so like Ren and Stimpy, I think came out in like 92 and it's like, I remember watching Doug on like a different channel than Nickelodeon. I remember watching Rugrats, but now learning that Rugrats came out like pretty sure Rugrats came out like the year we were born. Because that was the first uh, Klasky Chupo show and they started with Nickelodeon. But like, you know, think of the variety weird 
adultish humor, baby thing, and Doug, who at the time was in junior high. What a variety. (laughs) And you know, it's crazy. Uh, Billy West was Doug and Stimpy at the time. So two out of three original Nick cartoons. It's not not bad for uh, one voice actor. Let's let's get into this guy. Who is he? Where'd he come from? So John K, which we already said his name once in the top. So you want to hear it again, just go ahead and go back to the beginning of the episode. But uh, he's a Canadian illustrator, blogger, which came later, as well as a former animator uh, and voice actor. He's the creator of, like we said, Ren and Stimpy, which was very highly influential on TV during the 90s. And it's become one of those cult things, kind of like Invader Zim, to where it didn't really make it that far as far as the show, but it is just a cult classic. If there was no Rugrats, no Doug, no Ren and Stimpy, uh, that would stop... Rocco's Modern Life, Rocket Power, uh, SpongeBob, Eliza Thornberry wouldn't be a thing. I don't know. That's I, that's kind of like generalizing. It's not like they had that much influence. But if it wasn't for these first three shows that this uh, company came out with, because at this point it was like this was the beginning of cartoons that were created by the creators you know it's not transformers it's not ruby the cube which was literally an 80s cartoon about a rubik's cube that went on adventures uh this isn't care bears you know this is this wasn't a show that was made to sell toys all right right, enough about the show enough about the show let's talk about the guy here we're, we're talking about the guest animator, right? On yes. not the show. I know, but it was just a big time for cartoons at that time. He was one of the people that came up that actually could take his idea and do what he wanted with it. So he moved to L.A. in 78, like you do. Uh, and then he collaborated with Ralph. Uh, what is it? Back- Bakshi? Bakshi? Yeah. But he worked for a couple other places filmatron or uh, yeah filmation i'm sorry filmation hanna barbera which in 78 was probably in its heyday right like hanna barbera's flintstones scooby-doo uh jetsons like all of the classics in 89 chris falusi there you go nice co-founded the animation studio Spumco. Spumco. Yeah, it's Spumco, which I I mean, that just tells you exactly what you need to know about this guy. His company was named Spumco. So Nickelodeon fired Mr. K from Ren and Stimpy due to creative differences and his failure to meet production deadlines. Like we mentioned before. Well, he's not good with deadlines. No. (laughs) Some would say he's a perfectionist. 
but perfectionists aren't making perfect things. They're just trying to. But the show continued for additional three seasons without his involvement. And I wasn't really sure about that. Because I definitely remember from childhood, I mean, I wasn't born when this show was coming out, but I remember seeing it on television, yada, yada. But I only remember like the first two seasons. There's five of them. There's five full seasons. It's probably because the first two were just so outrageous and stuck in your brain. You know, they have this person who is like the head piece of this idea and then you take them out for whatever, if it's appropriate or not appropriate reasons, whatever. But then you lose that heart and soul of it. But with that being said, he was always trying to be very crass. And the Nick execs always would push back on it. You know, it's like a kid show. So they would allow a lot of stuff through. But then they had to like push back on a couple things. Not a couple things, probably loads of things. But that was done for the first two seasons of Ren and Stimpy before he left. And then after that, it was someone else. So they didn't have to deal with that. But if you really want to know what John K Ren and Stimpy would look like without any sort of pushback or anyone telling him what to do, you can go and watch Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon. It's from 2003, but let me just tell you, this is about how well it went. Three episodes were aired, six episodes were recorded, and that is it. I feel like he needed a little pushback. I feel like he needed someone to be like, hey, that's funny, but maybe if we just did it this way. Some reins to bring him back. Yeah, someone to rein him back or something. He needs like a really aggressive wife. Just like a wife who's like an executive and like you need to Sharon Osborne. He, Oh, that is perfect, dude. <laughs> she, John K needs a Sharon Osborne. If there's a Sharon Osborne for John K in 2003, that Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon would have been a smash hit. It would have been up there with Mike judge cartoons and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I mean, he was, he was close in the music scene. He could, he could have, he could have snagged her. If, if he was a few years earlier, because he, he directed and produced animated television commercials and music videos. Yeah. He did uh, 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 Tenacious D and Bork. Um, I've never seen the Bjork one, but I feel like I've seen the Tenacious D one because you just you see any animation. You're like, yep, that's it. That's John Kay. Uh, he did a Nike commercial as well, which was weird. To say the least, and the marketing value of it, if you look at it, is like, what was this trying to get across? It was just weird. And then the solution, Nike shoes. And that was it. I don't know how to explain it past that. Yeah, it was pretty strange. But, you know, it was a strange time, I guess, for advertisement. And they were experimenting and trying new things, I guess. Trying anything. They could get any money through the door. Now I feel like 2023, they got it figured out. Now, 
Speaking of uh, weird and creepy, did you see the second couch gag he did? What? There's a second couch gag? So obviously, John Kay with his, uh, you know, crass, uh, crass ideas and inability to get anything in on time. The Simpsons had him back. <laughs> Somehow scored a second gig. I know people that can't get a second interview at fucking TGI Fridays. In season 27, episode 5, which aired, broadcasted in 2015. 2015. Not one of the aughts. The Treehouse of Horror, John, you got me? XXVI? Uh, 26. Bart? Uh, Lisa and Maggie, as they will be further known as. I've been reading. I don't know why I feel like I'm talking in like legal terms, like from now, hence referred to as like uh, Bart, Lisa and Maggie, hence referred to as the children are asking for trick or treats nearby at a cemetery. Great place. They got a lot of candy uh, when ghosts uh, from deceased children and other creatures start chasing them. They eventually end up cornered, but a monster comes out of uh, Frank Grimes' grave, which is just great. Scaring all the different ghosts, and the monster captures Bart, peels him like a banana, eats his um, vitriol, his uh, his insides, his vital signs. His vital insides. Actually, vital insides would be a fucking awesome band name. Hello, we are vital insides. But okay, so he, uh, he tries to do the same with Lisa, um... And then Maggie was uh, dressed as a bee, stings him on the tongue. And then the kids escape by going home, hiding under the couch where the parents are. And Homer laughs and says that there's no such thing as ghosts, you stupid kids. Very mean. But then at this moment, the deceased kids, ghosts, and the monster break into the house, scaring Homer. The monster captures Homer's soul. Pulls it out of him, a la uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion Fatality. Just Get right out the top. Just pulls the spine right out the top of his mouth. And then uh, he eats it. He eats the soul. Um, leaving only his unanimated, slouchy, weird, bubble-like body. And then Marge uh, says, very... Very old school cartoon, very John Kay, very Ren and Stimpy. Now it's time for the cartoon. Now, all the while this is happening, they are singing a song, say. What? More of a, I guess, like a rhyme, a nursery rhyme, maybe not a song. Yes, kind of more like a nursery rhyme, I'd say. It was a, a little... Like if the Grinch went Halloween. Trick or treat. On this filthy night of evil, little gaudy beggars stroll as they lure ghouls, ghosts, and goblins, hungry for their innocent souls. There is a hellish breeze a-blowing as the children they pursue. 
You can hear their bellies moaning. They might even gnaw on you. But ruler of this sordid host more ghastly than them all lurks a ravenous beastly monster more than 25 feet tall. He's dirty and he's hairy and his mouth tastes just like crap. Like you, he's trick-or-treating for some candies to unwrap. The Lord abhors your foul disguise. You thought you're to cloak your sin. But now you've lured his fiend from hell who craves your soul within. He's hungry for your vitals. He likes you moist and ripe. And should he find you spiced with sin, then you're his favorite type. He'll chew your juicy insides, masticate you till your pulp. Every little soul he'll swallow with a stinky-ass gulp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no such thing as ghosts, you dumb kids. And now it's time for the cartoon. Nerd Corner. According to Adeline, this couch gag was supposed to air during Treehouse for XXV, which is 25. But John Kay was working hard on it. They decided to delay it. Yeah, he's, he's got a weird, weird style. It's very grotesque style. Very, very weird style, but a style nonetheless. I mean, before the internet, we didn't know how fucking weird people got. We just saw their art. Well, we saw his art. And uh, I guess let's get into how how he got into his art. Oh. Yes. So. Uh he, he claims he acquired his skills largely by copying cartoons from newspapers and comic books as a child. I would say gained his skills because like acquired his skills by doing that would be like he traced a couple things on paper and then all of a sudden he had like this spiritual revelation. He's like, it's like I've acquired the skills. All right. Uh, all right. Nonetheless, he, he got his skills by studying cartoons in the production system from the 1940s, 1950s era, which back then was, you know, a little bit different style of cartooning. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I do love the old cartoon style where, you know, it'd be, we'll say like a half hour slot. But then they have two different, like, quote unquote, episodes in it, like very Tom and Jerry, very Bugs Bunny, shit like that. And uh, you can see that. And in- oh, funny you mentioned Bugs Bunny. That's that's one of his main influences was uh, Bob, Bob Clampett. It always comes back to Looney Tunes to, I mean, if you go past that, it's like a live radio, but. It's like the Beatles with music. So many things come back to the Looney Tunes. So many things come back to the Beatles. I mean, at least the Looney Tunes and Bob Clampett kept his innuendos a little bit more uh, undercover, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, like when Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman and convinced someone to fall in love with them just to get them to stand under an anvil. Man, those that was, that was a very soft reference there. <laughs> 
Well, I meant more or less his uh, his carrot as a reference to a cigar, you know, oh, what's up, Doc, kind of thing. And it was hidden a lot better than Ren and Stimpy. I mean, this is a little bit of an offshoot here, but like uh, rabbits don't eat carrots like they will. But like, that's not their main diet. Like that was added in because of, like you said, like a New York, hey, how you doing? Hey, smoking a cigar, but you can't have that with kids. So it was a carrot. And now all across the world, people see rabbits in the world like, let's give them good little baby carrots. I don't know if it's bad for them. I don't think so, but I don't think that's their preferred diet. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, but I mean, like, so any John Kay thing, he definitely mimics the look of the classical theatrical shorts from animated things, TV shows. I mean, even with Ren and Stimpy, you think of it as dog and cat. It's the most classical, like, animation, would you call it a trope? Think of like Tom and Jerry, which I know cat and mouse, but same thing, like two opposing forces, sometimes animals. And because you can't show a human smacking the shit out of another human with a, a giant hammer, because that's like, you know, that's violence. And they got past. The, listen, Looney Tunes got past the violence after the Cold War. They were done with the propaganda after that. <laughs> they were done with Donald Duck killing all the Nazis. They were done with Bugs Bunny killing all the Nazis and Japanese people. <laughs> so then they're like, hey, let's have a Chihuahua and a Minx cat live together. Is it a Minx cat? I've never heard of like an actual specification of what kind of cat. I've just always heard a cat. Uh, actually, John Kay um, is on record saying, quote, because he started drawing these characters in like the late 80s. So he said, quote, I was trying to draw a R word looking cat, which back in the day, that was technically the correct term to use. So like now it'd be like, I was trying to draw a special needs cat and, you know, different times, I guess. But well, that goes kind of more into his, uh, I want to say mental unstableness, but mental unstableness is <laughs> just who he is as a person, I guess. No, I mean, like back then, like using that term wasn't offensive, but also like the idea of like, I want to draw a cognitively disabled cat and make fun of it for being cognitively disabled. It's like, well, you cheap laughs, but whatever. I guess it's not definitely not the worst thing you did. So let's just leave that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I mean, not Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Pinky in the Brain, sorry. Dumb mouse rat, smart mouse rat. Oh, uh, that know. is Where true. There the is line? some something to be said about that, too. Uh, you know why Pinky is called Pinky? It's because uh, so rats are bred just to be snake food, and uh, baby snakes can't eat mice or whatever. So when mice are born, they're just little pink things, and they call them Pinkies. Yeah, that's a, it's very sad. <laughs> so what happens when you have a bunch of Harvard people writing comedy? It's just really macabre. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, the show on, I mean, he took all that. It was very playful on Nickelodeon. 
sometimes it was a little gross things that would happen, absurd things would happen. But like the Nickelodeon show never went too, too far. Right. I mean, if you want to take a look at it and watch it yourself, they, they hit on some absurd plot lines and pretty disgusting, gross comedy and really mentally unstable characters. It's uh, if you want to watch it, it's uh, it's streaming on Paramount plus, but they don't have all the episodes because there's some rights about music tracks, you know, all that dumb. Wait, we're, what music tracks? I don't know. You should be able to find it on YouTube, I'd imagine. If you can't buy it on Amazon, that means that nobody technically owns the rights for it. Or if they do, then they're not paying attention to it. So you can find it on YouTube, I'd imagine. I'd guess. But, I mean, one other thing, when I said, uh, you know, the post, uh, a.k.a. the log, like I said earlier, it's because they added to their, like, super early animated TV show, like, mimic with adding in-show cartoons. Or, uh, I'm sorry, in-show advertisements inside the cartoon. They had, like, like a cereal brand that was fake or, like, the log or different things, and they would put that in there just to mock the old Transformers or, I mean, name any other cartoon before then they had a fucking toy for it and also known for oh sexual abuse allegations yes not a good one. Not a good one. <laughs> not only an animator, not only a blogger, not only this, that, or the other thing. Also, a groomer. Diddler. <laughs> no, not. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> mo- mostly allegations for being a groomer. Um, John Kay was accused by two former Spumco artists of grooming and sexually abusing them in the late 1990s when they were teenagers. And um, John Kay released an apology for his behavior, blaming his mental health and poor impulse control. Uh, He has since declared his withdrawal from professional animation history. Industry. Um, Industry. Industry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He's removed himself from the industry. Yeah. Uh, Fine. That doesn't. He. uh, Should we. Can I get into it? Because, I don't like, know if we should. I don't know if we should. No, I think we should. I mean, like, people deserve to know the truth. Uh, this guy is a bit of a creep. He groomed these two girls that wrote him letters because they wanted to be animators and they were big fans of his. And uh, one was kind of on the side situation. The other, he literally flew out to L.A. to live with him for like two or three years when she was like 16, 17. And um, unfortunately, the one that lived with him was so 
traumatized by the experience, she's not able to work in animation anymore. But the other one is kind of a successful animation person, I think. Which just goes to show in Hollywood, you got a 50% chance, baby. No, I'm just kidding. That's absolutely disgusting. Jesus. I uh, would like to issue an apology for what I've just said on the podcast. Um, no, but John K. Sorry to say you're a creep. <laughs> yeah. Guest animator on The Simpsons, not once, but twice. Is he on the Epstein flight logs? We don't know. Did he make Ren and Stimpy? We do know. Was it taken away from him? We do know. That is a big yes. And I, I don't know. I don't want to talk any uh, disrespect towards any of their production of The Simpsons. But after seeing that first one and uh, him just scoping out Marge to the T, I don't know why they let him on for a second one. The second one was... Uh, a little more tame in terms of sexuality, but geez. the first one was what 2011. Listen, now if it if it was if it was Homer, and it, and Marge was walking away, and he looked from the camera, I was turning my head so I turned away from the microphone. But if you were to look away from the camera, glance, look back, and say, "Oh, you know, always love her, going to get a beer," quick like that, and then that was it, and moved on. That's at least better than what happened. I don't know. Are we being uh, SJWs right now? Are we being social justice warriors right now? Said it is inappropriate to come on, on a woman who is walking to get you. Why can't you get it? Would you think you have power over the, the woman of the house? No, I'm not. I, I'm I, dialect aside. Just the f- the f- mere visuals. Yeah, I don't know. And you would think like how you were saying, how would the Simpsons uh, accept that? Uh, the Simpsons also accepted Marge being in like Playboy. So there's that too. So maybe, maybe the call's coming from inside the house. Maybe the issue is L. Jean. And that has been it for the Dow Show. Um, yes, that has been it for this episode of the Doe Show. I hope you enjoyed us conversating on um, some of the shows that you grew up with, some of the shows that have changed animation, whether or not the people creating those shows were bad or good. Still, they were shows. They still did the guest animation on The Simpsons. So you got to look at it like a Michael Jackson situation. I don't know if that's the best example (laughs) because the Michael Jackson episode has been pulled from every single streaming service. Uh, Come and check us out on Instagram, guys. Uh, The the Doe Show on Instagram. Um, Look up the Doe Show. You're going to find it because there's no other... Pages, calm down, please. Give me a second. No other pages on Instagram called the Doe Show. Um, we also have a Patreon that uh, 
we've just been started to do some work in. Uh, you can now see exclusive unreleased episodes from the past on Patreon. And there's only one tier, so you don't have to choose three different things. Uh, come check us out online. And other than that, I think that is it. That's all I got for John K. You know, they use K as the sign for a strike in baseball. I say we got a John 3K here because that's three strikes. You're out. (laughs) 